Hi, everybody. This is Ben Thompson. Welcome to Flashpoint. Once again this week, we are hosting a Flashpoint flashback where we flashback to our episode of February 21st of this year. Senator Richard Burr, one of the few Republicans voting to convict Donald Trump in the impeachment trial after the January 6th riots. And this episode, I think, was really, really interesting because by all accounts, Senator Burr has a solid, rock solid conservative record, very accomplished career on Capitol Hill. Still, for that vote, Burr was censured by the North Carolina Republican Party. Some county headquarters here in the state even voted to ban him from their offices. So in this episode of Flashpoint, we talked to the head of the Republican Party um, who, who felt one way. And then we spoke to a, another leader within the North Carolina Republican Party who, who felt very differently. Um, I hope you enjoy this conversation. It's a nuanced conversation, I think, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, and, and says a lot about where our politics are today. Here is this Flashpoint flashback. Joining me now, Chairman of the North Carolina Republican Party, Michael Watley. Michael, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be on with you this morning. All right. So listen, uh, we know Donald Trump is very, very popular with, with the base of your party. We, we know that and perhaps the mo most popular president with Republican, Republican base voters uh, in a generation. But what precedent does it set for your party um, here? What's the takeaway? What's the message to other Republicans? Disagreement is OK, but not if it's with Donald Trump. What is the message? No, look, I think uh, that, uh, you know, what we what we saw and what we heard from across the state following the vote that, that Richard Burr took on Saturday uh, was was universal disappointment. I spoke over the weekend with over 100 different uh, party leaders, officials, uh, activists from one end of the state to the other uh, who were very disappointed that the senator, after saying that the entire proceeding was unconstitutional, uh, voted uh, to convict the president in that uh, in that impeachment proceeding. And so uh, I felt it was important. Uh, the rest of the Central Committee felt that it was important for us to put out a statement uh, saying that we were disappointed with that. But at the same time, Senator Burr has been a leader in our party for over 25 years. He will continue to be a leader within our party. Uh, and, uh, you know, we expect that, uh, you know, now that the Senate has voted to acquit, uh, we hope that the uh, leadership, the Republican or Democratic leadership in Washington and frankly in Raleigh will get on with the uh, business of the people. You know, in North Carolina right now, we need to put kids back in school. We need to put parents back to work and we need to put our economy back on track. Just to go over here for folks who at home might not know, he was the chairman of the Senate uh, Intelligence Committee. He's considered a foreign policy hawk, perfect score with the NRA. He's against financial regulations. Um, I'm assuming you don't take too many issues with his conservative credentials, but he's banned from one of your party headquarters? Yeah, look, I will say this. I think from the state party's perspective, our view was uh, that uh, Senator Burr, again, has been a leader in the party for over 25 years. Uh, we took uh, uh, exception with this one particular vote. Uh, we tailored our response to this one particular vote. Um, I think that uh, that's where we need to be as a party is to say we disagree with you here uh, and we understand he's going to continue to be a leader of the party uh, going forward with us until he steps down. And we hope uh, we'll continue to stay active with the party even once he does step down. Um, but uh, this this particular vote, this particular issue is something uh, where we have seen from one end of the state to the other and frankly all across the country. Uh, Republicans are very concerned and disappointed with the votes that were taken. But, but but to that point, what do you say to people within your own party who I've spoken with, as well as Democrats, of course, but say, 
you guys got to be stop, got to stop being scared of your base. Look, I think as a party right now, we need to focus on the fact that we're we've got to get the government back focused on dealing with the pandemic, dealing with the economy, dealing with our kids not being able to get into school. Right now, we need to put our kids in school, put our, our parents back to work and put the economy back on track. Uh, the, the thing is here, and, and uh, I'll move on after this, but um, you had your party leadership on the national level, as well as Senator Tillis, say President Trump was responsible. So is, is your argument a nuanced argument, the difference between saying someone is responsible and saying someone's guilty? Because some, we do have some kids watch from home, and I want to know what the message is to the kids out there that it's okay to be responsible, but it's not okay to be guilty for something. I, explain the nuance there. The, the nuance is that uh, Senator Burr voted and said that this was an unconstitutional proceeding. We agree that it was an unconstitutional proceeding and we were disappointed with that particular vote. You know, right now, the American people, the North Carolina people are far more focused on making sure that they're able to go to work, that their kids are able to go to school. And those are the issues that we need the government to be focusing on. We don't need Democratic leadership in Washington continuing these divisive and partisan, uh, which, you know, proceedings. Um, this week, retired North Carolina Supreme Court Justice Bob Orr tweeted out, quote, just made it official after 45 years as a registered Republican. I'm now unaffiliated. It's a trend we've seen this election. Uh, a friend of the show, Dr. Michael Bitzer, who couldn't join us for this taping, tweeted out these numbers here in North Carolina. About 20,000 former registered Republicans have switched their affiliation since the November general election. Your reaction? We've also seen 140,000 Democrats who have left the Democratic Party uh, and switched to unaffiliated. This is part of a natural cycle. Uh, I don't that believe in that. I don't, I don't, just real quick, I don't want to correct right. I don't think in the same time period there have been Democrats have switched, but not near in the numbers of Republicans. I just want to be clear. I, I will be clear that since the election, 140,000 Democrats have left the Democratic Party. Uh, and that uh, we're seeing a natural just just to be clear again. I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I hate interrupting you, but but you, in North Carolina, that's the claim you're making. Yes, sir. Okay. I'd be more than happy to get that information over to you. No, and we do appreciate it. Um, to, the, to the bigger point there, are, are you worried about the, the party and direction it's going or are you more confident than ever? I am more confident than ever that as a party, the Republicans are united around a North Carolina first agenda of putting our kids back in school putting our parents back to work and making sure we get the economy back on track. We had uh, almost 82% turnout in the Republican uh, voters in the 2020 election cycle. We won 15 out of 19 statewide races here in North Carolina, including returning Senator Tillis back uh, to the Senate and uh, carrying the state for Donald Trump. We were eight for eight on our judicial seats, including five on the Court of Appeals and three at the uh, Supreme Court. So we actually had here in North Carolina a fantastic election cycle, but we need to grow the party. We need to make sure that we're having more people come in uh, to the party and we got to take all of the excitement, enthusiasm that uh, Donald Trump brought to the party over the course of the last election cycle and make sure that we keep that uh, and that we can continue to have good successful cycles and build on what we did in 2020. All right, Mr. Watley, thank you for coming on. We do appreciate it. Joining us now, former Union County GOP Chairman Dan Barry with, a, with another view of this issue. We continue to talk about uh, Senator Burr and his censure that he saw at the state level and then at some county levels too, we should say. Uh, Dan, as a person who's been in, in county politics when it comes to Republicans and, and across the state as well, what is your view of this? Man, it's, it is a mess is the best way to put it. 
Um, it, and, you know, I was kind of chuckling with some friends at breakfast this morning. I'm a Trump elector. You know, I, I, I went and voted in the Electoral College for President Trump. It's just a bizarre situation that we have. Um, and to watch the reaction of the Central Committee for the State Party and then these counties, I think they've just gone overboard in the entire situation. Uh, Senator Burr has been a stalwart of the conservative movement. Um, I think he's got a perfect record with the NRA, for example. Um, Long-term servant of this state in uh, Congress and then in the U.S. Senate. Um, and, you know, we need a civics lesson. We're a republic. We elect people to represent our interest, but they're also free to vote their conscience. And in this particular time with Senator Burr, he voted his conscience. And it's out of line with some of the base of our party. But, you know, he's the senator and he has the ability to make that decision and then face the voters if he were going to run for reelection. What does this come down to? Are, are, are people just are your party leaders just scared of, of, of Trump and seeming to cross him? Or, or is there something more there? There is a a growing frustration within the base of the party that the top of the party isn't listening to them and that they're embracing statist. You know, Richard Burr is a long-term serving senator and they're frustrated with a couple of his votes so they want their pound of flesh. That's not how we operate. Um, and I think that there was, um, as you and I've talked about before, the party structure doesn't even have a censure um, provision within our governing documents. When you look at um, conservatives, one of the roots of, of what we believe is in the rule of law. And the governing documents spell out what governments and institutions may do. Um, and if they're not defined that they can do it, then by definition, they're not empowered to do it. And there's nothing in the North Carolina plan of organization that empowers the Central Committee or, frankly, its executive committee to censor an elected official. They do it, but there's nothing in the plan that provides for that activity. Where does this go from here? Right now, it's Senator Burr. Um, it's been others in the past who, who've gotten the scorn of the party because uh, for crossing Trump. Um, where, where, where do you foresee this going? The party is clearly divided, in, in my opinion, into three different groups right now. You've got the new, I, I won't want to come all new, but this brand new Trump voter that's getting engaged and active in party politics. You have uh, this older group of people that are just kind of throwing up their hands and I'm afraid are going to walk away. You know, um, we've seen a wave of changing of voter registration in the last couple of weeks, actually since the 6th of January. Um, and so we're beginning to you know, pay the price for that. Then there's this middle group of folks like me that are telling everybody, just calm down. We, we get charged to win elections. The Republican Party exists to recruit Republicans and to get them elected. We're not charged to discipline elected officials. That's the voters job. And when they stand for reelection, um, that's what's going to happen. Tom Tillis run a, won a reelection. He almost faced a primary. So I think we've got to remember Civics 101 and what the party's role is. Now, we've got to bind up our wounds. There's no question about that. Um, and this divisiveness is not helping the cause. And we're now seeing a ripple effect now that the Central Committee issued their censure vote. Now the counties are actively issuing censure resolutions, which are far more damning than the one that the Central Committee did and are way out of line. Final question quickly. 
Is the Republican Party a big tent party or not? I think we are a big tent party. And I think it's time that we open up the flaps and invite everybody in. Everybody needs a seat at the table. But in part of that seat at the table also comes the responsibility to put the institution first. And um, I'm fine with, with new people getting involved, learning our systems and driving our performance on to victory in 2022. But at the same time, we don't burn the building down while we're under reconstruction. And many will criticize you within your party for saying what you just said. But, uh, I, you know, I thought a lot about how I was going to handle today. Somebody's got to take the microphone and uh, put some reasonableness back into the discussion. All right. Dan Perry, former chair of the Union County GOP. Dan, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. And that has been this week's Flashpoint Flashback. Hope you enjoyed it. Also, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. And we'll be back next week with a brand new Flashpoint.